It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by... You ever notice that life just seems to go by so fast and before you know it, a new calendar year starts? We don't even seem to be any closer to our goals. And even worse, it seems like every time we focus on one goal, others slip through our fingers. This is a journal I made that is extremely simple to use, creating a game worth winning. It's a paper journal that you write in old school style. Yes, just like the 20th century creating a game worth winning, a journal to design and implement your goals with money, health, organization, and time management available at Amazon. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke, joined today by Tyler Moon. Tyler, uh, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me on today. Well, you have a great story. Uh, I want to let you tell it. Uh, Tell me a little bit about, tell the viewers a little bit about what happened. in 2019 and then how that led you to where you are now and everything in between yeah so on october 6 2019 i was running uh the twin cities 10 mile which is a a 10 mile race in the minneapolis st paul area and uh, shortly after mile eight so almost done with the race i suffered a sudden cardiac arrest uh, which is something that had never uh, ever crossed our minds something that's not something that happens in my family uh, no medical history for that. Uh, but for about 10 to 15 minutes, I was uh, laying on the pavement, having CPR administered to me uh, by a group of strangers before an ambulance could come and, and shock me back into rhythm. Wow. And so like you said, no, you had no pre, you know, warning signs, no family history, nothing. Do they know now looking back, like, is there anything like medically can they explain it or was it just like one of those flukes that happens sometimes yeah so they right away they they didn't really know you know it was kind of one of these incredibly shocking things you know throughout my life i've been involved in lots of different sports and uh, in college i played football um and so i definitely there were opportunities for this to come out in different ways throughout my life um but uh it happened on october 6th for for whatever reason um and so we've done a lot of uh, cardiac stress tests which is uh, kind of a fancy word for running on a treadmill and people tracking you at the hospital. And so uh, they put you through all these different tests. And um, each time on my cardiac stress test, we've seen that about 100, around 160 beats per minute, uh, my heart, um, maybe for lack of a better word, does a little double beat, uh, what we call a couplet. So it doesn't follow its normal rhythm. It does a little data uh, instead of the normal um, beat. So that is what they're thinking. Uh, Maybe on that specific day, it wasn't a double beat, but it turned into maybe a triple beat or a quadruple beat and so on and so forth, which caused my heart to go into that cardiac arrest um, and um, caused me to collapse on the pavement. Wow. Wow. Um, So since then, I mean, uh, I would imagine waking up from something like that, that'd be a, you know, huge wake up call for your life what, how has life been since then, the last, uh, what, four years or so? What, what's been going on? Yeah, so fortunately for us, we wasn't too uh, 
rattled or shaken by it. We have a really strong faith. And so that really carried us through a lot of the hard times. Um, but I know looking forward, I've, we felt even stronger in our convictions and our faith. And so we've really taken this and used as a, as a platform to encourage people and to let people know that you can get over and you can get through and you can be actually better on the other side from a lot of the challenges and, and hard things that you have in your life. So we've really taken it and used it as fuel, honestly, for our, for our lives. And um, hopefully we can encourage people through, you know, podcasts like this or um, different speaking events or just in daily conversations with people. Um, so that's been a really big blessing from that situation is being able to take it and then use it for, for the good of ourselves and other people. Have you, um, the, the group of strangers that did CPR on you, have you had contact with them at all or, uh, yeah, I've been able to, uh, connect with them. So right after everything happened, um, they had a dinner that was all planned out. Um, and, uh, we were able to go to that and meet everybody. It was kind of a banquet that they'd already had planned for the running organization, but they kind of bolted us on because we were the, the special event, uh, of the weekend, I think with all the right. stuff that, that happened. So I was able to, to meet a number of them. Um, and then since then we've been able to contain or maintain contact with, uh, a few of them as well, you know, through Facebook or even just through hanging out, meeting some people. That's been a pretty unique relationship to be able to meet these folks. And, uh, you know, the words thank you seem kind of uh, short when you when you say them <laughs> to, to those people. Right. Um, but it's pretty special and unique relationship that I have with that group of people. Man, yeah, I would imagine that'd be amazing. I mean, group of strangers and then great for them too. you know, just to know that you're you're OK, you're you're living your life and you're spreading that message of of hope and, you know, recovering from that traumatic event. For sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We've actually been able to connect with one of them in particular um, and, you know, have dinner with him every once in a while. And we know his kids and things like that. So uh, just another one of those things that we look at is a, a big blessing from that situation that even though it was hard, you know, and it still can be hard some days working through uh, some of the trauma of, of that weekend and that event, um, seeing the, the bright spots and the silver linings throughout everything has been really helpful for us. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So what is, uh, I mean, you mentioned you played football, you were healthy, you know, you're running a, a 10 mile race, you know, so you're obviously, uh, you know, healthy habits before this happened. Has there been any change since the event or, you know, what is your, what is your life looking like, like now as far as how you're, how you're, uh, investing in your own health? Yeah. So maybe give you a little more context of who I am. So I played football in college, but I actually was an offensive lineman. And for those that are watching are looking at me going, he's probably wasn't very good because he, he's a pretty tiny guy, <laughs> he's and, a tiny. Uh, pretty small. So uh, actually after school, I lost um, about 90 to hundred pounds and mostly it was through working out and then running was a big part of that as well. So that was kind of my first introduction to running was just to try to um, get my weight in a healthier spot, um, which kind of got me into, you know, thinking about running. And uh, I saw my brother-in-law, he ran a marathon the year before I did my 10 mile race. So that was kind of the impetus for doing the competitive running. Um, but since my, my cardiac arrest specifically, I, I actually had surgery to put a defibrillator in. Um, and so my defibrillator is always tracking me and making sure that I don't go out of rhythm just in case something were to happen it would shock me and, and put me back into in, that normal heart rhythm. Um, and the, the one limitation, I guess, from that is that I can't do crunches, uh, which is something that was a little bit different. So lots of plank work, if I want to do abs or, or something like that, 
but I'm still able to run, which is pretty exciting and, and fun to do. I don't really have any limitations besides just making sure that my wife or someone knows that I'm out and about doing something just in case something is to happen. So I'm, I'm tracked pretty hard whenever I do something, but it's, it's good to know people are watching over me. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. And, and very different lifestyle, right? Going from a, a lineman to a distance runner, right? Very different, uh, you know, set of muscles, very different uh, demands on the body and definitely different outcomes, right? You, I mean, that's being a lineman, you just have to eat, right? Like you're just <laughs> eating like crazy, I would imagine. And, and to lose almost 100 pounds, uh, what was that experience like? Yeah, it's funny you bring up just just eating. You know, when I came into school freshman year, I was like 240, you know, 250, kind of played tight end and a blocking tight end. Wasn't much of a, a speedster down the field, um, but I they moved me down to tackle and then shortly after moved me to guard. So, uh, you know, each time you get kind of closer to the ball, you get a little bit bigger and they ask you to keep to keep eating. I remember my after my junior year. Uh, our coach always brought us in for kind of a, a postseason interview, you know, talk about strengths and weaknesses, things you can improve on. And I was about at that time about 260. And uh, he looks at me and just goes, you know, I need you to gain 15 pounds. And I think my mouth just dropped open because I was like, man, I don't know if I can gain that much in, <laughs> in a year um, because it's a lot of weight, and especially when you're also working out at the same time. So a yeah. lot of carbs, a lot of seconds and thirds and things like that, um, which is a totally different mindset, you know, out of college. You kind of have to just think about, you know, I'm not I'm not wasting, I'm not uh, burning that many calories anymore. So I need to focus on uh, healthy portions and one plate at a time kind of thing. So definitely was an adjustment. And uh, fortunately for me, I was able, I actually moved away from uh, the Midwest for a little bit. And I didn't have many friends. And so I honestly just worked out a lot. That was, there's not really any secret to it, but I had a lot of time on my hands and I prioritized getting out for a run and eating healthy and um, trying to just take it day by day, which uh, was a long process. I, it's taken me probably three or four years to really get down to that, you know, 90, 100 pound difference. Um, and so hopefully, hoping to maintain that for, for the rest of my life and a healthy weight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say, you know, it's definitely at you're at one six or sorry, two sixty, you're already at two sixty and your coach says you need to gain fifteen more pounds. It's not exactly the healthiest position on the football field, right? Like you right. You can afford to gain you it doesn't have to be muscle, right? Like your coach would probably mm -hmm. be fine if it was all fat. Like it really doesn't matter. So what a transition right. that must have been though. You're going from being actually rewarded by your coach for very unhealthy habits, right? Seconds, thirds lots of carbs, you know, just eating, eating, eating. There's no ceiling, right? I'm sure right. if he would have gained 25 pounds, he would have been even happier, right? So. <laughs> Maybe. If I was if I was slow, he wouldn't have been happy, but he <laughs> right. definitely wanted me to gain some weight and muscle. And uh, fortunately, had a, had a healthy strength coach, but it was a unique change for sure. Yeah, very interesting. And then and then to dip down, you're probably sub, sub 200, I would imagine, and, and all these different habits to go through. But um, yeah, uh, what, so what do you tell people who, may, maybe somebody who didn't play football, they, you know, it's just maybe mindless eating, unintentional, but they got up to 260, 270, or they, you know, they have a significant amount of weight to lose. What do you tell somebody having gone through that about your journey, your journey? Yeah, for me, it's definitely, when I talk to people about it, um, I, I always try to, ask people about their why 
you know, why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to change your habits? And I think that's truly the thing that's going to drive you forward. You know, I, I, I'm people's weight, um, you know, obviously when I want people to be healthy and that's good to be healthy, but the long lasting weight loss things in, in my mind, the way that I've seen them are things that are rooted in a, in a really strong why. And then secondly, it's just taking daily choices, you know, the, the 10 or 15, 20, 50 choices you make every day regarding food or sleep or exercise and just having people optimize those to the best of their ability. So it's nothing too crazy. A lot of folks would ask me, I don't know, they, I don't know if they were hoping for like, you know, a magic pill or something, but for <laughs> me, it was just having a strong why and just choosing every day to make uh, positive decisions. And then the rest just figured itself out. And so I would just encourage folks who are there to just take it one day at a time and to just do your best because that's truly all you can do at the end of the day. Yeah, 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 definitely. What, so what was your why? What was the reason that, that got you to start losing that weight in the first place? Yeah, for me, you know, I was uh, never was like I was ashamed of the weight that I gained in school. I, you know, I, I was there for school and then I also had the opportunity to play football. So I was happy that I was, you know, where I was with strength and fitness. Um, but then coming out of it, I just realized that I just, I just didn't need that, you know, for my life going forward, I, I wanted to, you know, have healthy knees, healthy joints and healthy body for, for years to come. And, uh, you know, with, if we ever have a family or grandkids, things like that, I wanted to be around for it. So, uh, that to me was my big why was just to focus on, um, a healthy lifestyle for, you know, decades to come. And that really just drove me forward. Um, and I really started to kind of love running. I didn't really like running before then. Honestly, it was kind of a, a means to an end. Get from this point to that point as fast as you can. Uh, but over time, I've really enjoyed uh, how running has been a great, not only mental, but physical strengthener for me. Um, and uh, that, that kind of was the why behind it and how I was able to continue to chip away at, into a healthy, manageable weight. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, I mean, you originally started probably because the the why in front of you was your motivator, and now to mm -hmm. intrinsically actually enjoy running, I think that's you know, and and for people, it can be running, it can be weightlifting, it can be stretching, it can be whatever. But uh, I think that's fantastic that you found something that you just enjoy the process, right? Which is which is mm -hmm. great. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe to bolt onto that, Chris, too, if people are, you know, working with their activity or their, their health and weight, it's, um, you know, finding your why, doing your daily choices, but finding something that you actually enjoy. I think that's really important. And um, choosing, you know, you might not be a runner, but maybe you like to walk or swim or whatever it is, um, choosing what's best for you and your lifestyle, not comparing to other people, but just doing what's best for you. I think that's super encouraging. And hopefully people um, can take that to heart if they're looking into changing their weight in that way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that hundred um, percent. Tyler, what would you tell people if, uh, if you were at a, a corporate event and you're the keynote speaker or you're the speaker at a graduation ceremony, uh, how do people get the most out of their lives? You can go big picture, whatever direction you want to go. How do people get the most out of their lives? I think just waking up every day and seeing it as a gift. Um, when you look at your life as just something that's been given to you uh, one day, this is your day to make the most of it. Uh, that perspective, when you look at it that way, um, not that something that you have to do, but that you get to do every single day. I think that'll optimize all your decisions because when you view your life as that, as something that you probably don't deserve, but something that's just been given to you, uh, you make choices that, um, you know, kind of honor that. So I would tell people that, uh, today's a gift and tomorrow is is not guaranteed. 
through my life story and through many others, um, you know, one moment could really change everything for you. Um, so take each moment, take each breath and do the best you can with it and see what the results are. Awesome. Well, Tyler, how do people get in touch with you uh, online, social media, if they want to learn more about your story? Yeah. So I'm on LinkedIn. That's kind of a, a main way to get in touch with me from like a business professional standpoint. So uh, Tyler Moon, I work for General Mills. So that's kind of a, a good uh, keyword takeaway for the LinkedIn. Um, we also uh, have a, a kind of a Instagram page. So it's Moon Family Ministries. So it's all one word, Moon Family Ministries. So that's a way to get in hold, touch of us, get in touch with us, get a hold of us as well. So those two are the best way to do it. Nice. Uh, real, real briefly, talk a little bit about Moon Family Ministries and about what you guys are all about. Yeah. So uh, we're just a, a Christian organization, a Christian ministry uh, that we hope to encourage people to live their best life. And so um, we have a few different ways that we do that. Public speaking and podcasting is one way that we do that. Um, we're also as well working with, we have a dog. So we're hoping to get our dog therapy certified and trained to be able to go uh, into hospitals and different places like that to help people that are also in crises and to use those for the better of, of uh, society in the world. So uh, we definitely are, are focused on our faith and, and faith in Jesus. And so we'd love to share that with folks if they're interested in connecting with us online. Very cool. Very cool. Again, we're talking uh, today, health in the real world with Tyler Moon, Moon Family Ministries. Tyler, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Really appreciate you and uh, really, really glad you made it through this and, and got some learning on the other side and are choosing to help people through, uh, through their tough times. Awesome. Thanks, Chris.